Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, 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 here we are again, folks. Fine episode upcoming here of Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast. The Blockbuster Mentality fellas return for the third time. This time, they're going after the beloved fantasy film from the 80s, Willow. Oh, it just so happens it's on Disney Plus right now, the reboot. Who asked for that? Joining me as guest host, my old pal, chump consigliere, Ron Barba. Can the Blockbuster Mentality boys convince us that Willow can indeed stand the test of time? Well... We're about to find out. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah, it's training right now. Yeah, that doesn't matter because we're good in the sacred. Open the doors, Hal. Ron Barba, guest host. How you doing, pal? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me back on the show. We're going to have a great one. I'm excited to take apart this film or support it. We'll find out. We'll find out. Ron, you remember him from his first appearance, of course, as taking down the Big Lebowski. That was a great one. Ooh. Ron. That was easy. That was easy. Name that, Ron. <laughs> Open the doors, Hal. What movie is that from? No idea. Well, we're going to go right to Ben and Dave of the Blockbuster Mentality Podcast. A great the friends of ours that are supporting us for a while. I've been on their podcast, going theirs. Ben and Dave, how you going on, fellas? What's new and exciting? Yes. Well, first of all, I got you got to know what. Well, say that quote again. I want to try to guess it. Yeah, we're going to take a crack at this mystery. Open the doors, Hal. Oh, uh, 2001. That's a spirit. Or- or is it the Barbie movie? Oh, 
Well, we don't know yet, but we're great. We're great. Thanks so much for having us back. Excited to take apart another film instead of celebrating one. (laughs) You know them for the Blockbuster Mentality Podcast where they do celebrate films. But yes, they are here to take down the 1986 classic Willow. And that perfect timing because now the uh, the Disney Plus series has just dropped as you hear this. A budget in 1986 of $35 bucks, a box office gross of $137.6 bucks, turned that into 2022 money. $83.5 million budget, a box office gross, $328.4 million. Bucks. Four times ROI. Not bad. <laughs> Dave's like, eh, it's like, you know, kind of like the take a penny, leave a penny, fine. Eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. No IMDB, as we know, boys, is a scale one through 10 with decimal points. I'm going to go to Ben. What do you think Willow scored on the old IMDB? And then I purposely the- didn't check this because I knew you were going to ask. Um, That's a, there you go. Uh, again, I think it's more beloved than I. Uh, I enjoy it, but. Uh, I'm going to go, is it like 7.3? Let's go over to Dave. Yeah, I did the same. We know the drill. Try to try to hide your eyes. Uh, I'll give it an even 7. Ron Barba. I'll go for 7.4. Price one. is right. Oh, baby. Well, <laughs> one of you, right me. Well, one of you is going to win both showcases. Wow. A brand new Toyota Yaris and a, a Carnival Caribbean cruise to Puerto Rico. We're going to give that cruise to Ben Secor at 7.2. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, man. That's why. Ron, Ron outprices right himself. God, wrong way. Never yeah. wrong. I'm never wrong. After, after I said that, I thought maybe it would be high sixes, but yeah, that, uh, wow. So yeah, I can't wait to see what I win. Rotten Tomatoes, fellas. You all know the drill yet again. One through 100. I'm going to go to Dave first. Dave, what did the critics give it on Rotten Tomatoes? One through 100. Oh, Christ. What the hell were critics thinking in the late 1980s? You know, I'll say 65. Let's go to Ron Barber to the right of him in my viewfinder. I'm going to say 85. Wow, that's ballsy. Ben Secord. I want to go somewhere in the middle, but I'm actually going to go <laughs> lower. Um, I'll, I'll go uh, 59. Ben is two for two, 53. Wow. He's cheating. Wow. I swear, <laughs> like I consciously did not look, and now I feel like I am cheating. Let, let's see if he goes for the hat trick. Ron Barber, what do you think the audience gave Willow? One through 100. Oh, I said 85, but I was way off. So let's take it down to 70. 70. Ben. Um. Okay. So IMDb, I feel like, is close with this usually because it's audience. I'm going to go 71. Dave. 75 for me. Dave's going to pull this out of his ass. 79. Wow. Okay, I officially did not cheat. There we go. But I won. People are stupid to like it more than the critics, so I figured that would be it. Quotes? I don't have any. This film is not quotable one bit. How about I hate you? I hate trolls. I hate trolls. I, that's uh, yeah. For me, it's mad mod again. Mad mod again. Those are my quotes. Someone get someone get that drop. 
the, 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 uh, the uh, that was stuff I I somehow remembered that from way long. I don't even remember watching the movie, but I remember the hello from the goat. The old lady who was awful throughout. Yes. <laughs> Can we put a moratorium on people uh, who are trapped in the bodies of animals who do magical things? <laughs> I, I'm down. I thought I, I didn't get much resistance on you guys from that one. But yeah, that I, I noticed that five fun facts. How old? I, I almost fell out of my goddamn chair when I saw this, boys. How old do you think Warwick Davis was when he shot this film? This I do know, so I'll let them guess first. Yes. So yeah, please. 28. Twenty-eight, Ron. How old do you think Warwick Davis 41. was? Forty-one. Seventeen. <laughs> he he looks thirty-five. Yes. He <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, he was, was born in. Walk, he's fifty-two right? right now, I think. Yeah, he was born in nineteen seventy, and yeah, this was filmed. Yeah, when he was seventeen. So yeah. He could have been one of the kids in Greece, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Holy Christ. That would have been an interesting... You know, I just I just saw a... Um, at the, in Brooklyn, there was a the LGBT film festival, and this midget was in one of the movies, and I was like, I haven't seen midgets in movies ever. And Tell me he was a gay one. Well, yeah, I mean, it was LGBT. It was the, I whole, know. the whole premise. But I'm telling you, the L for little person. He was, he was, he was an amazing actor. He was a fantastic actor. Well, they, they could have used him in this production. <laughs> Number two, the, well, here's another one. The large group of pigs outside of the castle continuously tried mating, so buckets of cold water were used to separate them. Uh, various major studios turned down the chance to distribute and co-finance it with Lucasfilm because the, they believed the fantasy genre was unsuccessful. This largely due to films like Dragon Slayer, never saw it, Crawl, terrible, Legend, I think I saw that, and Labyrinth, equally terrible. So was yeah, uh, any of those on your show? No, they're not allowed. Don't be silly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough with uh, with the genre if you're not dealing with really good source material. And clearly, we saw well, you know, a lot of the effects work and stuff like that. It, it hasn't hadn't caught up. Yeah. Um, so I can see why uh, studios were hesitant. Although I guess you said this one made it made made a decent profit. I guess for what it is, sure it did. Want to take a guess who took a uh, who tested for the role of Mad Mardigan but lost to Val Kilmer? He, he considers consider this his biggest disappointment. I, of course, give a hint. Didn't really catch on till at least the late 80s for sure. 90s, a powerhouse decade for him. 2000s a little bit and has not really been heard from Nick much Cage. since. Nick Cage. Nick Cage is not it, but a good guess, but a wrong one. Ben, he was, he was ben more H prominent in the 90s, you said? Much more. Okay. Um. Dave, you go. I'm going to keep thinking. One more. Robert Downey Jr. No. Uh, yeah, that's where I was going, actually. I'll say I'll say Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Would that he, be would, hilarious? he would look older than Warwick Davis did. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I, I honestly, I'm drawing a blank. I, I can't think of anyone. John Cusack. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. for him, I could see why it would be. Uh, yeah, he would regret it. Number, yeah, <laughs> well, I don't think he would have worked at all. Yeah, um, I, I don't think he would have worked, but I'm just saying I could see why he would regret it. As well, you know, it was successful, quote unquote. You know? Why I'm going to be in a bad movie? I mean, I'm just whatever. <laughs> this that is a beloved movie, Dave. <laughs> don't you know that? 
that didn't stop him from making a a, 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 a cadre of other piss poor films. Yeah, that is that is accurate. Ron Howard passed on. I'm not going to let you make a guess. Directing Cocoon: The Return to make this film. I would I would assume that would be the right choice. I've I've never seen that one, so uh, that, I, I, that was probably a good choice, Ron. I have, I have not either. <laughs> and that are those are five fun facts. So let's kick it right over to the folks who have questions burning through here and they want everybody to ask just simple questions and that of course being ask a gutter let's kick it off with at newark night brandon oglesby for the blockbuster cast is willow a good representation for little people or is it just another fantasy film that pokes fun at them where does the willow sequel show rank next to rings of power and house of the dragon so that's a two-parter first half is this representation for little people or is it just another fantasy film that pokes fun at them? Uh, I'll go first. It's a it's a very good film for representation of little people. It's not poking fun of, at them intentionally. It just gets portrayed in a very in a not very good way. But so it, it did good job to cast them in these roles, um, mm-hmm. taking great care to do so. But it doesn't come across very well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I, I mean, yeah, rep- representation-wise, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it was a, a success box office-wise, and it has a show now, what, uh, 30-some years later. Uh, it's not any uh, tiptoes uh, with uh, Matthew <laughs> McConaughey, uh, where Gary Oldman plays a, a little person that, you know, so they actually hired actual little people. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd say it's good for that. Fair enough. Next question. Uh, I lost my spot. Oh, oh, did we want to hit? Wasn't there a two? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, it was. You're right. Thank you. Where does the Willow Show rank next to Rings of Power and House of the Dragon? I've only seen House of the Dragon. So, House, it, it ranks at the bottom. <laughs> I've seen, uh, I've seen all, well, I've seen House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. Uh, and I saw one episode of this Willow series. It is absolute dog shit from what I saw. Uh, I'm surprised to hear you say that, Dave. <laughs> well, see, Shock. shocking. You know, as bad as, as this movie is, we're going to get into is um, really the, the missing pieces that the show fills in is that we needed a teenage lesbian relationship. That's what was missing from this film. Uh, we needed uh really a young adult flair doing modern dialogue in a high fantasy setting. Uh, no, we did not need any of that. It is absolute dog shit on Disney plus. If you, I mean, I don't know who would watch this thing. Uh, so it's at the very bottom. Next up would be rings of power. I'm a huge Tolkien fan, huge Lord of the Rings fan, and it just failed. So house of the dragon is number one. Uh, funny. You say that we're having somebody come on in two weeks to return of the King on this very podcast. Oh, Ooh. fuck that guy. <laughs> girl, actually. Oh, oh yeah, fuck that on, girl. Dave. <laughs> that's some shit next at race to canis i'm curious if willow holds up i would lean yes but can't wait to hear question favorite performance by a little person in a movie um i mean uh, first of all that actually that no that i mean that's honestly a great choice david burn troyer uh in, in, in <laughs> I, it was a knee jerk but again representation for little people there's not much out there so that's why this is a great film for that um oh actually i have a better one um the i don't know the guy the actor's name but the he's in this he's in willow and he's the one in bad santa he's awesome yeah oh yeah 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 also me myself and irene 
but not movie wise um uh, mickey from seinfeld i think uh he's yeah. had a great part in that um so i, yeah, I think I want to say I, peter dinklage but i don't know what really good mo- standout oh, movie roles he's done. days of future past gentlemen oh, okay yeah that's i yeah I guess that's okay. I, that that's another movie I find overrated. So I love um, it. Also done his yeah. very podcast. I have two answers. The first one, of course, uh, best little people role would be the cast of the Jersey Shore. <laughs> and yeah. how can how can we forget Hervé Vilches, the man with the golden gun? <laughs> <Yeah>. Actually, <laughs> also Peter Peter Dinklage and Elf, I think, is great. He's I think that's, that's yeah. yeah, as a, you know, high executive or author or whatever he is. I think he kills that part. So I'm assuming yeah. nobody saw Cyrano. Uh, no, it was uh, in and out like a fart in the wind, I think, from the theater. <laughs> yep. <laughs> at, at Lord Snurts, the baby Elord Dannon grows up and is in college. She forms a band with Harry Potter, Cole Young from Mortal Kombat, man, and a young Homer Simpson uh, stonecutter in parentheses called birthmarks of destiny what is the name of their hit song <laughs> that is a very in- involved meta question and lord snurts kills it with these uh, questions every it's time. called a, a little heartbreak nice <laughs> uh, my mcguffin my mcguffin is that like a my sharona parody yes yes <laughs> Ron Barber, Ron Barber is sifting on a, a, a sifter of uh, cognac and a cigar. Any, uh, any, yeah. any, any feedback on that on that hit song? What do you think it would be called? Nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Just let me smoke my cigar in peace. <laughs> you guys are doing great. I'm enjoying the show. <laughs> Holiday with the Mumpsters. That would be. Do, 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 you pay, do, do you pay him by the uh, by the hour, or does, he obviously doesn't get paid by the by, by the, the word. By the word. <laughs> Listen, he's an this adult. Show brought to you by Coppola Wine. <laughs> That's what paid for. It's about for your Christmas gifts. They didn't pay me. You take that off camera right now, sir. Oh, <laughs> Actually, guys, we're paying him in college credits. He's going back to get his master's in theology. Okay. At Luke of the Bind. Uh, new one. Thank you very much. Willow is a masterpiece. Warwick and Val have great chemistry. It has fun, comedic moments, dark, creepy bad guys, great action sequences, and some decent special effects for the time. One of my childhood favorites. You'll only be able to peck a couple things from it. Uh, <laughs> waka, waka, well, waka. Well, <laughs> I have a full Google Doc here that says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. That is going to do it for Ask a Gutter. And I said before, no one listens to the end of podcasts. So, fellas, tell us what you're up to. Where can we find you? That that's a yeah that's a great point to do it at the beginning. Uh, so yeah, I mean first of all, <laughs> our main thing is our Twitter uh, at Blockbuster Cast. That's where we find all news of our new shows and our new guests and everything. We have uh, a guest-driven show uh, lately where we have celebrities on and come talk about their favorite films. Um, got uh, Joe Gatto from Impractical Jokers coming up in January, so looking forward to that. Um, uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Blockbuster Mentality. Uh, Dave, where's your Insta or your Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Dave underscore Quist. Uh, by the way, recent uh, celebrities we had <laughs> Dane Cook, Brandon Kyle, John Ross Bowie, Henry Thomas, 
Uh, and E.T. Uh, Henry Thomas. Yeah. E.T. Henry Thomas. That's did right. You, did you ask him about his e- DWI and said E.T. needs to go home and, and take a cab? Uh, I'll be sure to ask him that. You'll have to follow up on that. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. uh, But we also do new movie reviews as well. Um, We, uh, we are part of the critics association of central Florida, uh, which uh, that awards uh, the awards for that are coming out uh, in a couple weeks here. I'm not sure when this releases, but uh, look out for that. So we're really important critics. Yeah. You know, so important. Ron I, Bar- uh, Ron Barber. Uh, I'm an actor. For the people who don't know, I'm an actor and producer, and um, I have a movie on Amazon, and it's called Bobby Mortal. Bobby Mortal. It's on Amazon. You can rent it for, I guess, two bucks. It's a very good uh, movie about a comedian on the downslope of his career and his life. Autobiographical. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, uh, I produced it. I also star in it. It's very good. I think you should yes. see it. Bobby Mortal on Amazon. And if you're in New York City tomorrow night, you're not. We're not this is not going to air tomorrow night, so you don't. Oh, you shan't anymore. bother. I'll be at the yeah. temple. I'll be. I'm performing at the Actors' Temple, so I'm a sugar. So uh, <laughs> tomorrow night, I'd say so. Uh, yeah, but so watch Bobby Mortal on Amazon. Are you oh, a uh, stand-up, Ron? I am a stand-up too. Awesome. Yeah, Ron was also in my show, Comics Watch at Comics, which will be coming back in the metaverse in the next few months. Yes. Get yes. ready for that. And by the way, I just I just did a new reel for for a manager, and uh, I took one of the clips from that exact show, buddy, because it was so well shot and great. It was a great one for me. Fantastic! I didn't license that out, so uh, I'll expect a check. <laughs> we'll talk after the show about your cut. <laughs> you can check out guttingthesacredcow.com for shirts like these. What? Look at that! All that merch, hats, bags—you know it. You know, just a little, a little something helps. That's all we got to say here. And of course, gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com to advertise with us or just to say hello. Speaking of advertise, let's get a little business out of the way because today's episode is sponsored by Pacific Sensei. It, what is Pacific, Pacific Sensei, guys? It is a boutique farm in Oregon that grows top shelf quality hemp flower. Hey, it looks like THC, smells like THC, and smokes like uh, weed. But guess what? It's low in THC, so it doesn't get you high. It's loaded with CBD so you can enjoy the benefits of cannabis without feeling burned out, paranoid, or anxious. You can relax you know, with, with some of this after work or during work, as long as you're not a surgeon or a forklift driver. A day, a day at the beach or on the go, Pacific Sensei Flower is non-intoxicating, so it's perfect anytime. So you can smoke this on the subway and not have anyone get a contact high around you. Sign me up. Lab tested, federally legal, discreet shipping right to your door. Whenever they say discreet shipping, I always think of someone's getting sex toys in the mail, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or you can send a bag of dicks, I know, to people. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's awesome. Pacific Sensei Flowers, greenhouse grown, seedless, and always fresh. Go to PacificSensei.com. That's Pacific, P-A-C-I-F-I-C-S-E-N-S-I.com. That's PacificSensei.com. To order now, use promo code GTSC, as in gutting the sacred cow. PacificSensei.com, promo code gutting the sacred cow. Back to the action. What had you giggling so much, Dave? I gotta know. I, I, he, I, Kevin, you probably don't remember this. Last time we were on, you were—I think you were doing athletic greens—and I started. Yes. You, so I tried to just leave it alone, and I'm thinking, why the fuck does anyone not want to get high? <laughs> I, so I well, just shut my mouth and had to leave. Yeah. Well, I, you know, those—that's no, a fair question to ask. But for those who just want to enjoy the benefits, 
So be it. Ron Barber, I need you to wake up and help me do what we're going to do right here with our guests, and that is invite them to Gut the Sacred the first two beats were absent but then he jumped in with three and four so we're we're live look at you now he's just making animal noises i want to be ron right now i know (laughs) he's got he's just like whatever you know what's the big deal what's in that stogie you know is is it is it pacific sensi maybe Uh, i would love some pacific sensi in my uh, i've got some they said on the train where are you located ron i just realized (laughs) you're a view that's that's 40 that's 46th street right behind me in midtown manhattan oh fantastic nice okay right middle of the city Right in the middle of the city. Gentlemen, start your engines and or boners, and let's hear why Willow stinks. Uh-oh. There we go. Dave, you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. I think we're getting ourselves into a nice little pocket here when we come on the show by destroying these nostalgia traps, right? It's so <laughs> easy now when you go back and watch these movies. What you find is that this is... You watch it when you're a kid and you just assume it's always great. Uh, And then when you go back, it's really kind of shitty. And this movie in particular, it is not for adults at all. And it's not, it's, it is literally, this movie is for kids in the eighties. That's it. You watch this movie in the nineties. It sucks. You watch it in the two thousands. And certainly a kid watching it today is going to think it's terrible. So that was it. It was good for what it was. Maybe good for uh, renting at whatever your local video store was and you're watching it and you, and you have a good time with it. But, it's pretty bad. And this is not like it's just because it's old. This is no Lion King. You can watch the Lion King from you know the original, of course, not the not the Favreau remake, which <laughs> stumbled quite a bit. But you go watch the original animated Lion King. You can show that movie to anyone of any age at any time, and it's fantastic. This is not a movie like that. And honestly, the biggest accomplishment I think this movie has was blowing a big portion of its budget by advancing digital morphing technology, which we ended up seeing in movies like Terminator 2, stuff like that. And what's so funny about whatever it did for special effects, it didn't even further the story. That was just like for one scene. Uh, and we mentioned the Mad Mod again, Mad Mod again earlier. <laughs> there's, there's, there's literally nothing memorable that we can even come away with in this movie. You just have this like vague feeling that you liked it and you don't know why and you go back and you watch and like oh uh george lucas kind of had an idea and that was when george lucas could kind of do whatever he wanted yeah. and he, he picks uh ron howard who is kind of like 50 50 he's made like probably 30 movies half of them suck and half of them are pretty good uh so that's my start ben yeah i mean that's i wanted to yeah kind of piggyback off of george lucas because yeah i mean first of all i mean you got a story that's unoriginal to george lucas i mean you got uh chosen one is very at the very beginning there's a chosen one there's uh magic that uh some people can tap into and some people can't a la the force uh so it's wars in medieval setting right exactly and i know you you know had uh, a point as well as how uh it's like lord of the rings uh but i'll let you say that what would you say how it's like lord of the rings oh it's like you tried to make the hobbit i mean and we we talked representation, but you know these are hobbits, right? Well, but but you, uh, you said it's uh, like Lord of the Rings, but instead of a ring, it's a baby. Uh, so, you <laughs> you know, got to bring the baby. <laughs> yeah. And the real problem is, 
you can't kill the fucking baby <laughs> in the movie. There's yeah. no way they're gonna kill this thing. And so, but and what it ends up, it is like like we said, my MacGuffin, like my Sharona. You can't a ring. The ring, at least in Lord of the Rings, did something. It was an inanimate object, but it would corrupt people. The baby does fucking nothing other than okay. Uh, something happened in the action. Let's cut to a reaction shot to the baby. Oh, it's laughing. Oh, it's crying. Oh, it's making a curious face. Let's check in on the baby every five minutes. It's totally dumb. It's pointless. The baby does jack shit. Yeah. Um, well, and uh, Warwick Davis, we alluded to it earlier about his age. I actually, I don't think he, I, I just saw a pimply uh, faced teenager. Like I, I didn't by him as uh a dad of two you know uh it just was like how is this pimply faced kid a dad of two he's supposed to be you know uh part of the community he's a farmer and everything and um you know so i, I didn't buy that and then you know story-wise also just the obvious blatant obvious foreshadowing i found to be just like <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah, we know that's coming up later. Like they brought up magic like eight times before <laughs> you know they actually showed anything. It's like, okay, yeah, I know he's gonna know how to do magic by the end. It's like uh, Willow, you suck at this. Willow, yeah. you suck at this. But I right. really want to be good at magic. Willow, you suck at this. And they do the same thing with the wand. Okay, we're gonna try uh Willow sucks with the wand part ten. <laughs> right until he finally gets it yeah um well yeah and they, they even you know have him be you know an illusionist that they're fair or whatever they're having um yeah so it's just like okay we we we, we get it and then even with uh the queen you know the her telling her henchman or whatever the skull guy i think like oh no i trust my daughter she would never do <laughs> anything to harm me um i love skull guy too because yeah, like, well because he's not a character it's just yeah. a mask it's just uh, we made scary mask and make man yell that's it that he has there's nothing to him at all it's just scare the kids <laughs> that's all it is. exactly he was a, he was like a skeletor knockoff that was <laughs> near nowhere near as cool as skeletor was and that's uh, that's it thank you for helping because that's everything about this movie feels like a knockoff it feels like a little bit of lots of things i've seen um and it, it, there's like we mentioned star wars lord of the rings um i don't know different like disney animated fairy tales those kinds of stories and when you when you look back at what has came become after this film i'm not even a harry potter fan but it just takes a dump harry, harry potter takes a dump on this and certainly getting an actual lord of the rings story told by someone who could actually tell a good story i mean it's not even close i mean you're gonna have a kid you're gonna have him watch this film no, why would you? What is there to go back to? It's it's done poorly, so go just watch Harry Potter well, instead if you want fantasy. Yeah, well, I remember watching this as a kid, and that's it. That was it. I watched it, and that was it. I was born to <laughs> yeah. tears. wasn't memorable at all. I totally had to, I mean, you know, that's our homework for the show. We got to rewatch, but I absolutely mm. had to rewatch this one because I don't remember um the i did not have pubic hair uh the last time i watched it most likely oh you um, shaved sure. you shaved back in the day yeah i shaved yeah, what, yeah yeah i shaved when i was 16 so i definitely didn't have it then front um, and back sometimes you know <laughs> it, it, or, or are, you, are you a waxer you just want to have or, or you know, never maybe, did the wax I, no i take that back 
no no actually never did the wax so yeah um great for me is my wife likes likes the likes the full untrimmed bush so it's just like less work for me so so you got a jebediah growing down there that's what you're trying to tell us dave oh go down in the thicket you know you can't even just do it for you he's he's got the He's the he's the Shire growing down there. Ah, <laughs> oh, this 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 went down an interesting path. It, it yeah, did. The, the bushes, Willow. The bushes he, he went into the bushes. See, the, it's all tied in. He went into yeah. bushes and. Uh, uh, what, what, Dave? What do you think of the brownies in this film? Well, we did have. Uh, yeah, we, well, we'll respect him a little just because we did have Rick Overton on the show. Yeah. Um, and he was he's the large a great guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the taller one because the other one was a uh, Kevin Pollock. Um, from many other oh yeah yeah movies <laughs> um i completely like, forgot it's... that was kevin pollock oh my god <laughs> i saw him in the credits ago oh cool kevin pollock you know and then i just completely forgot and then remember go i should probably remember who kevin pollock was in this and then you guys just said they go jesus that's how never mind go ahead make him well it's just another gimmick oh. in a movie full of gimmicks they're not really all that funny and like i remember like little things from like when he goes beer <laughs> I found that char- like charming when I was seven or six, whenever the hell I watched this movie. I don't think it was in 88 when I don't know, but I watch it now and it's just like, eh, they're just annoying. <laughs> Aren't they? Like, yeah. I'm not getting any kind of, they don't look terrible, but the voices are, now. the voices don't the do voices. Yeah. Favorites. I think that's like 90% just, of it. Yeah. And I think it really, it's a lot of the problem with this film is that I think it's supposed to be funnier than it is. I think right. we're supposed to be laughing along with it, you know, with quips and jokes, and none of it really lands. Yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you got uh, the, like you alluded to with the graphics, graphics, like it's a video game, the special effects uh, with, <laughs> you know, the the two-headed monster. Like, it looked like, you know, a clay uh, CGI from, like, you know, those old, like, um epics or you know i'm trying to think of exactly what but anyway it just like, like you had um, star wars jason and the argonauts or something like yeah that, exactly or... like it seemed like that like you had you know return of the jedi empire strikes back star, all this the original trilogy before this film had better special effects than this one. Oh, this and is it, the worst monster i've seen in any movie ever yeah it, it was totally well first of all they call them trolls but it's really just like a monkey man or something <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. like, what is this creature? It, and then it, he it, turns it, into it the... was like one of those B roll, like one of those B like uh horror B film horror films, like you know, just a leftover like latex black hair. It's like let's just make an amalgamation of all the leftover stuff so we don't waste funds, glue it together, and then and then just paste it on a dog who's missing his, his back left leg. And, <laughs> and then and then when the, when Willow kills him with the uh, the wand, he turns into Krang from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Like, that little, <laughs> yeah, it's like what the hell is this thing? Like what? Well, um, it's so funny. They spend all this all the money on advancing the CGI technology, which is pretty cool. The morphing stuff, and yeah, and then they just do this creature like for what? And it's just standing there out of the moat, just it's like 10 minutes of this thing just <laughs> this two-headed creature doing nothing and a lot of the action in this film it's not really doing anything this whatever this big battle is uh the people are just kind of running around they're throwing stuff at each other and it's it's what two on 50 right yeah how they're winning and then yeah willow's just up there it's like this is a two hour nine minute movie there's like maybe an hour of story in this film 
100 percent. yeah i remember thinking that like at like the fifth action scene i was like all right this is we're just going we haven't gone anywhere and this is the (laughs) fifth fight like what is happening (laughs) Um, i also just i love in the beginning because it's it's the baby when uh the midwife takes the baby and just like throws it on a pile of grass and sends it what is just just, just like Danny, De- just like Danny DeVito and Batman uh, Batman Returns, right down to the sewer it goes. Right. <laughs> well, it's like just like oh, this isn't obvious. Uh, this isn't an obvious uh, Moses metaphor. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, another. If we put it in a basket, <laughs> it'd be just a little too on the nose, George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make people think about this. You know. Gotta... I, I love how when it when it when it's just tossed on this grass, when you see the next, it's like okay, this doesn't look like it's gonna hold. Then the next scene, it's like this big like puffy mattress of grass and it's just like a little thing it's just like you know we've gotten better at making movies and at that point they weren't really atten- they didn't really think this thing through i don't know why yeah it really it's only gotten thrown down the river to be the moses thing to trigger your brain yeah, but there's really no basket so it's too obvious so it's like what why are we doing this at all right yeah <laughs> um and then we haven't mentioned val kilmer yet um because i think he's the strongest part of this film yeah by far Um, Mm because i i would find it uh completely unwatchable uh with without him but um oh this would not even be yeah (laughs) this is after top gun right yeah Yeah, because uh uh, correction by the way kevin you said 86 earlier this is 88 yeah oh typo on my part yes no it's okay hey hey nobody's perfect you know no big deal our glasses hey yeah, yeah, maybe wear glasses. Uh, but anyway, Bell Kilmer. But I mean, there's so they do make him do silly things. I mean, the whole love potion thing. What was what was that? What, what well, was we that? need a romance, so we'll have yeah. him. We'll, we'll douse him with a love potion, and we'll drug him to fall in love with the with the other female lead. Let's I didn't know Medieval Times had roofies in it. That's pretty cool. Because <laughs> <Exactly>. yeah. <laughs> it seemed to work, right? He gets hit with a love, love potion. He tells her, "You're my moon, my stars, and my sun, or whatever." And her reaction, this mortal enemy, is, "Oh, I'm, I'm, that's amazing." And she, when, when he snaps out of it, she's like disappointed. Right. <laughs> she's like, wow. she just wanted to be loved. Something that Skeletor knockoff couldn't give her. That's Look, if true. that's all you, if y'all, if that's all you had to say, there'd be a lot less incels in this world and a lot more banging. <laughs> out that's all it took. Well, then, then they have him dress up uh, as a female. Um, with <laughs> yeah, this was a real, this was a real highlight for me. What we want to see from our 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 feared knight and warrior is to have him dress up like a woman with giant tits, uh, sneaking into another woman's uh, lair, and then gets the husband barges in, and then is thinking of raping him and grabbing his fake boobs um, because she's the cousin of the wife. Uh, that, that was this great. all sounds like the first 20 minutes of Mrs. Doubtfire to me <laughs> or, or, or the first season of bosom buddies with Tom Hanks. I really liked the grope on the tit that, that really, yeah. thank you, Ron Howard for that. <laughs> He's like, actually, uh, could you, could you, could you grab her, grab her boob a little there? Or his boob? Yeah, I'm this trying to figure out, if that's, a, I'm trying to figure out if that's a Ron, if that's a dead-on Ron Howard impression, or it's a way-off Ron Howard impression. <laughs> Which, whichever one works, that go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> was it a forty-year-old virgin, or it feels like a bag of sand? I mean, that's yep, what we're that's at it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And not um, only that, we need to have an escape scene for ten minutes on a on a cart where he's still in his drag. 
yeah, that was great. Gotta have that. It's yeah, that was a long action scene where we know what's gonna happen. Yeah. One of the many long action scenes, exactly. Um, what if they're gonna get away? <laughs> and then you you have the the lady that's stuck in an animal, the wizard lady. Worst voice ever. It right. has, yeah. Uh, it, it's similar to him with the wand a zillion times. It's like, oh, she's a squirrel or whatever. First, oh no, now she's a crow because he couldn't quite do it. Oh, now a she's goat. a goat because he couldn't quite do it. And then he's uh. She's a bunch of animals at once because, ha ha, funny. She's a turtle now. Ha ha ha. And you know, then, kids, hey, kids like animals. You can imagine it's like, yes. like, like almost parody of a, of a LA or I'm sorry, of a director or a producer. Ah, kids like the animals. Give me more animals. They like, they like the, they like the goats. They like the pigs. Come on, more animals. Come for on, the kids. come on. You know, it's like, give me a break <laughs> with this shit. Yeah. I, I will say, I mean, the, when they were turning into pigs, that freaked me out as a kid like that was that, that might have been what turned me off of ever coming back to this movie especially. <laughs> uh, then, so you uh, mean the, you mean the boys in the uh, in pinocchio getting turned into donkeys that didn't scare the piss out of you instead <laughs> oh, yeah, that, oh yeah. my god <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah it's it, just don't do that uh hollywood stop to stop morphing people into uh strange animals it's not it's not fun. Coming not out fun. this summer, Transformers Beast Wars. So ties right in. <laughs> there we you know, go. What's funny is Ow. there's actually <laughs> there's actually some good parts of this film. Like some of the settings are pretty cool. Like when they're when they find Matt Mardigan in that cage or whatever, wherever that is, it's great. And you see the armies going past and he's kind of tempting them. That was a cool spot. And you actually felt some real peril for our characters. They had to sleep out there in the night. They're not sure what to do with the baby because they're scared. That's actually good. But that's yeah. like two minutes. You know, when they get captured and they're off into the snow area, that's pretty cool, too. And then they have to do a toboggan scene down the slopes on the snow. It's like, right. oh, killing. Let's have them go sledding now. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a total different Ron Howard impression than earlier. So I, I'm just all over <laughs> yeah, Ron Howard. Was um, Ron Howard's best contribution is narration and Arrested Development? Uh, he's done, I mean, Apollo 13 was a great space movie. Um, Inferno? Was, just in kidding. That was terrible. Yeah, where, 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 where I was going to nicely. There? I was going to nicely agree with you, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's oh, well, there was one more thing. It was just a tiny nitpick, but it doesn't matter. I'm not going to sit here thinking about it. Anything yeah, else? It's not. It's not worth it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this whole pro- this this movie oh, was it was a t- tiniest nitpick just on the writing. Just uh, like you can't come up with a shorter like nickname for Matt Mar- Martigan. Like what? Like he keeps calling him. Uh, I need help, Matt Martigan. Like if he didn't like say anything, you know, yeah, over and over again. If he yeah. didn't finish it, uh, he wouldn't know he needed help. Like you couldn't have called him Marty or something. I mean, that's double M. Yeah, exactly. Double M, help me. Um, <laughs> that's a very tiny nitpick, but hey, we're nitpicking. So and uh, the whole cast doesn't feel like they know, really know what they're doing throughout this film. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, feels uh, directionless. It feels generic. It's dragging. The plot really, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And then, but it all ends up, we, we yeah, we end up, they, they get to this abandoned castle. We mentioned that the, whatever this hell battle is with two, two verse a hundred. I don't know. What didn't he run out of the castle and then ran back in? 
And then he's standing there with the with with the opposing army, and they just look at him and don't do anything, and then he runs. But I don't know what the hell was happening. Yeah. In that well, and and also, why do does she need to, need to do this crazy spell on this baby? Just drop, throw it in a fire or something just like kill it. the thing if you need to kill it, but you never I mean, will. So we're stuck with this problem that you're never going to kill the baby, and it's endlessly being threatened. Yeah, what is? Yeah, what the hell is this ritual thing? Right. right. All, all that matters <laughs> is you just you just murder the thing. Yeah, that's another thing. They don't explain the lore of anything. Like they don't explain the, any of the lore. Guys, like, guys, huge... guys! Don't don't forget. You you talk about the ritual thing. We could have done that a million times in a little film called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. But no, we want to see someone's heart get pulled out and catch a flame. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so we need a ritual here and there. Was it as good as that? Definitely not. Okay. Yeah. True. Great point. Uh, I take everything back. This is a terrific, <laughs> terrific film. Go see it in a theater near you. I guess I main... felt like they were delaying whatever it was like. Yeah. We we have to do the. They kept saying we have to do the ritual, and then like they would get distracted somehow and yeah. then do it. Just My... kill the fucking thing. To kind of bring this home, my main takeaway is kind of how you started, Dave, about it being a nostalgia trap. We we gotta stop romanticizing the past and like and think it's better than what it is like i get you liked it as a kid you know and growing up with it and all that but like you got to be honest at some point like we don't need remakes we don't need a show of this now oh gosh it's like (laughs) i don't know who the show is for I think it's tanking like in review review wise anyways like it's getting terrible reviews like it's you could have just left it and people could have you know enjoyed it um and it would have been in the in the ether somewhere but i know at least it's not just for kids it's it's bad it's instead of being bad for kids it's bad for at least young adults so they're trying a different demographic i guess uh but ben is absolutely right you have to admit it and you know nostalgic plays both ways and i think the lion king is a great counter example this is one for all ages for all time um willow Eh, we had fun with it. Yeah. Let's let's move on and not pretend that this was this thing the, was great. The, the real the real question: Would you guys have given? Would you guys have thought about this if it weren't not for the new TV show? To gut uh, this, yes, because um, and we, well, one we wanted to maybe help you guys and maybe be somewhat topical to a new, but I guess now thinking about it, very unpopular and bad TV show. <laughs> but this one came to me because I tried to show this one to my wife uh, two or three years ago and she hated it. And I, I had to, just what Ben said. I had to come, I had to come to that moment myself. Was, I hadn't seen it in so long. Um, how, how old are you guys? Just so I get an idea of where we are with the, I'm the 40. timeline. 40. Ben? I'm 33. Okay. I'm uh, a younger one. I'm the, I'm the young end. All right. Fellas, do we have a uh, a separate well, score? You guys, or do you have more notes? I'm sorry, I don't want to cut. No, you off. I was just gonna say, uh, what, how old are you guys? You know, four, I'm four, I'm 46 and Ron's 73. Doesn't look a day over 122. <laughs> All right, now may I talk? Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, we, wait, 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 hold on, said, guys, guys, guys. Give me a scale. Give me a score of one to ten. You can give me separate, or you can give me one uh, together if you wish. Uh, Dave, do you have one off head? Yeah, I mean, we didn't even. I don't even. We don't even have to get into the terrible finale. I'm gonna give it a six. Wow, that's higher than I expected. Yeah. I mean, for ah, what it is, I mean, it's not. It's not the shitty. You know, what, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's a five. Oh, you just. <laughs> yeah, but it's, not, it's not the shittiest movie ever made. We're gutting a sacred cow. A sacred cow to me is a nine or a ten. And if I tell you that nine or a ten is 
not a nine or a 10. I'm giving you a reason why. And anything below that, you should be pissed off at me or having to reevaluate your choices. Um, I would disagree. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a nine. All or your 10. choices. There could be a lot of films that are good, but for example, as a, uh, Pat Dixon did. He said, you know, Black Panther is at a nine. It's more of a six. It doesn't mean it's a bad film. It's just overrated. It's good. Fine. Is it getting your dick hard? No, but it's not shit. That's a difference. So, yeah. Ben, what do you I'm have for this? Five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm along the same lines. Like, I, I can understand getting, again, if they explain the lore, I can extend, ex- uh, understand getting into it a little more, but I'm dragging this out. I'll give it a six. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fantastic. Ron Barber, come on down. Right, You're the so- next contestant on The Price is Right. Here's the thing. All right. Now, first off, being the elder statesman on the panel here. 73 years young. 52. 52. I grew, up with, <laughs> I grew up with Richie Cunningham and Happy Days. And he's a very innocent man, this guy. And then obviously as a director, yeah. he's a quiet, kind innocence. Like, and, and I think he even harkened back to he was another character. What? Opie or something, or on a show before Happy Days. Yeah, Andy Andy Griffith show. Andy Griffith show. This guy is like, he is the history of our film. He really is the history of our of our culture. And I feel there's a lot of innocence in this man. And I have to agree with a lot of stuff. And the first thing I'm saying, the first thing I do is I would hate this film at my my age, 52. But I'm not, as you said before. I'm sorry, it was Ben, and I'm sorry, the, the the other gentleman's name. Dave. <laughs> Dave. So Dave, as Dave said, like this is not our, for our for our audience. It's for young. It's for the younger audience. So uh, my normal thing would be to hate it, but then I was like, well, as a younger person, let me think about what it was like to be a younger person and when they put it out back then. And so I just want to give my all my impressions. Um, first, were you, I don't know if ever played Dungeons and Dragons. This reminded me a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons. A lot of the characters in it were. Um, were taken from that game, Dungeons and Dragons, which is, um, you know, a game I used to play. And, you know, it's basically, this movie was for incels. It's because these people, like, <laughs> this is what Dungeons and Dragons people were. You know, that's what that's what that life was like. And it meets Gulliver's Travels, which is about all the Lilliputians and all the little the little people. Um, I, I really like the dogs, the wildebeest dogs. I thought they were awesome. 
the midget tax man. Or authority with the with the hair. <laughs> he looked like Zero Mostel. You know who that is from yeah. the producers? And he looked like Zero Mostel. I was like, oh my God, what a freaky looking guy. <laughs> this was like Braveheart for midgets. It's a Wizard of Oz reboot. Uh, he represents the lollipop kids, the lollipop kids. So the midgets are really looking cool. I've never seen this many midgets. You guys have seen a lot of films. I can see a lot. And, and also this genre. I kind of, this genre had passed out for me probably around, uh, let's see, that was, what do you say, 86? So probably around, you know, 88, hey, hey. 89. I stopped watching movies like this. Um, but uh, let's see, Dungeons are cute. So I thought there were a lot of cute jokes for kids and for families, that's what this is probably for. The music was very well produced, you know, very epic kind of music in it. Um, let's see, the CGI of the brownies was the worst, obviously. That was like, <laughs> as you guys had said, you know, it's like, yeah, they just didn't even look like they were part of the movie. It looked like it was so obvious green screen, mm-hmm. um, which is they didn't bad. have green screen back in '88. Who are you shitting? Whatever that was, <laughs> it was it was not well. That was really bad. And so you can see they were testing and like, oh, that mm-hmm. works. Just go with it. And back then, that probably was like, oh, that's so cool how they're so little. But you know, as you know today, it would never hold up the, the, that technology. Uh, the, the weird names goes back to Dungeons and Dragons stuff. You had Bob Morda, Tyr Asleen, Dakini, Matt Mardigan, Finn, Rezel, Sorsha, Cher Lindria, like Cinder. I don't know what the hell is that. <laughs> These names are amazing. And then I said the goat saying Willow is a big thing. Then at one point, there were midgets, babies, and brownies. It was like a tribute to the vertically challenged. All in one scene there. It had like the brownies were smaller than midgets. I mean, it was a marrow. You can't even say that. I don't know what little people, whatever it is. Corny as hell. All of the jokes were corny. But that's that corny stuff is for that middle America that kind of the people that are in that innocent world of, of Richie Cunningham, of, of Ron, Ron Howard. Um, the, fr- the most annoying character had to be the French well, they're both French now, brownies. Rick Pollock was the most annoying of, but between he and uh, yeah, they were French, weren't they? That, that oh, they were they, French. Yeah. They had French yeah. Why are they French? So absurd! Like, let's make a French accent. But again, it goes that, ma- that makes as much sense as uh, Nathan Lane having a New York accent in The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so it, it, it's just absurd. That was again absurdist, like. This there's a big part of our society that still wants this stuff. The innocence, the corniness. It's not obviously the people on this. The man children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and just and young families. You know, you don't want your kids to know what the world is, so you keep everything at PG. Everything is major G and PG, which is what that's again Richie Cunningham's. That's his brand, right? Uh, pretty much. Val Kilmer. I mean, this guy is a monster movie star. I don't know if you guys saw the doc on him. Yes, yeah. brilliant. I love that. Yeah, it was so good. You know, my biggest takeaway is that he has more amethyst than American Indians. I'm oh, sorry, not amethyst. He has more turquoise than any American Indian I've ever seen. <laughs> That's true. And uh, real quick, uh, how they That's handled him. In- <laughs> that was a great Peck. joke. But how Peck they handled him in Top Gun was great too. But anyway, yeah, it was totally cool. Yeah, Peck is the N word for midgets. The way they kept saying, Peck. <laughs> well, midgets, midgets is Peck. the N word for. The way they kept saying peck, it was like, oh my God, it's terrible oh, yeah. to be a peck. 
Uh, I love the two-headed Hydra. But again, like you said, it was back then. I, I, I somehow just transported back then and said, wow, that would have been cool to see then. I mean, it's obviously weird to see today because the technology I would sped up with that. Uh, let's see. The, 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 he falls in love with a Brit. So I don't know if you knew, but he married Val Kilmer married that co-star, that woman that he joined a Whaley, Wally, whatever her name is. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I think didn't they mention that in the doc? Because I, I remember thinking like, yeah, I must yeah. have known it from that. Oh, okay. And then uh, who knew the bad guy? Who knew the bad guy would be the, one of the most famous health plants in American culture? Do you remember his name, the bad guy? Kale. Oh God! Seymour gems like Seymour Seymour gems like this at the Broadway Comedy Club. I say so. Here all week. By the way, tomorrow at the Actors Temple. Uh, <laughs> I actually liked when she turned them into pigs. I thought that was the coolest part with the pigs. I really love that turning into pigs. She turned, and then she was the female Obi Wan Kenobi. And they stole so many different types of movies. And obviously, in the beginning, I, I think in the the story of Moses is you know Ramsey's. They cast out Moses because he's going to kill, going to kill uh, Ramses, and that's kind of the same. They took that same kind of story there, mm -hmm. um, and then when they ambushed the castle, you know, I don't know if you remember, they they had to ambush the castle. It's like they've been looking out the whole time and they couldn't see the ambushes all right there. Like they're seven. under the tarps. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. So there's a lot of ridiculous things, but all in all, I have to say. That even and it's two hours, which I'm a short. I'm like I don't know who it was David Beckham said like hour and a half. That's my max too. I was like, oh my god, I got to get through this. But I, I was able to get through it today, and I was like, you know what? Probably for a lot of people, this is actually a pretty pretty cool film. The way the move, how it moved, you know. But it was still too long. But overall, I think that this was not for me. But I'm saying in the general culture of, of society, history of movies. I would say I would give this more in, in that genre. I would give it more of like a seven or an eight. I thought it was quite good. You know, not something I would ever recommend, but I can see a lot of nerdy incels loving this movie. So <laughs> well, that's my take. And now I'll go back to my cigar. Back to you. Guys. Can Can you imagine how bad that that movie theater must smell if they were to do a reissue? It's <laughs> just deodorant in those in, the, in that audience. Oh, yeah. Musty. Very musty. Can I add a, a quick rebuttal? Sure. I think uh, those are all great points, Ron. The one thing I will say, but <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, no, no I, I, it's not to knock anything, but you, you, you mentioned something with, with all the names, um, what it feels like. Okay. So the difference between all the, it, it's trying to build a world that doesn't really exist was, would be what I say. When you watch um, game of Thrones, when they mention things, they, the, the dialogue is in such a way where it has a detail where you think, oh, there's another story behind this sentence when it mentions some character in some place where they are. In this movie, it feels like they just ran a random generator for a name. That's what it <laughs> I agree. I, I completely agree. And so I want to say one more thing, which is why I don't like going to movies, which a lot of the public do like going to movies, whether they do even go to movies these days. But did they do it to escape? And I felt like, like you said, the writing wasn't nearly as detailed as what they do today. The writing in some of these things today is, is so good. It's attached. It's got all kinds of innuendo or, or, or stuff you you learn later. That they that just the writing is much stronger today. So this would be no question a weak movie. But just kind of just sit back and just be like, go ahead, just entertain me with the the BS stuff. And I think that's more what it was. 
than 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 a, a well written movie. No, I would never say that. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where again, you can find yourself a sweet-ass shirt, hat, mug, bag, you name it, we're there. And of course, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us. Lastly, make sure you leave us a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. Wait, it's got to be two or three. Can't you just say I like the show? No, you didn't worry. Listen, I want a little more. And besides, <laughs> Dave, we screenshot all of our favorite reviews and post them on social media. Those are my, uh, that's one of my little things I like to do for the fans. If you're going to take time out, I can take time out. Notes. A ginger baby is the prophecy. I'm out already, guys. (laughs) Nope. Not having it. Not having it. (laughs) Ten years ago, we could make all the little people jokes we wanted to without any reprieve. So let's keep them down to a dull 100 blockbuster mentality, guys. All right. Thank you. Something more hilarious about a little fellow with a skullet and another one with a mullet. <laughs> rhyming. Good job. Listen, I love rhyming and alliteration. You should know. You listen to the show. <laughs> By the way, the, the, the prodigal baby is a mere two years away from being able to dunk on Willow's entire family. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he went there. He went there. <laughs> If you don't want to hang out at a party with a bunch of little folk, what more could you possibly enjoy in life? Answer, not much. They're having a rip-roaring good time. (laughs) The wizard's eyebrows are taller than he is. Accurate. Very accurate. Willow's wife's teeth have more gaps than a shopping mall does. One of the escorts is the dude who knocked up Jim Carrey's wife and me, myself, and Irene. I think I said that. I'm surprised you guys didn't say this. Uh, the, the Lucas's heavy-handed Star Wars tones can be observed from a galaxy far, far away. Ron, you sniffed it out with the old lady wizard. That's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Willow is obviously Luke Skywalker with trying to master the magic and can't do it until the very end. Um, Val Kilmer is Han Solo. The wizard is uh, the, the bad wizard is she Darth Vader, but it, it's whatever. It's, they're all horribly watered down Star Wars characters. Yeah, he even <laughs> says trust your instincts, I think, uh, when he's oh like, my God. about the touch so on the finger or whatever. Yeah, where's Porkins from from uh, Star Wars? <laughs> got, a, got, got a problem here, you know, something like that. <laughs> Val Kilmer has that Christopher Lambert thing going on. Amazing, though, his career has long surpassed the Highlander, especially when you make two of the worst sequels of all time. That's not too much to ask. <laughs> Wondering why we call, they chose to call Willow a peck. I've never heard the word peck used that much, except about Peter Piper and his peck of pickled peppers. Hey, what's that the next one? Nice one. <laughs> when little fellows walk all day, it must be very disappointing to learn they've only went two miles. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be a tough one. <laughs> Keep up, Peck. Keep up, Peck. If that's on a T-shirt, someone's missing out on a lot of free money. The little this is a good one. The little Putins were a nice touch, and I thought the only people shorter than Willow's crew were Italian guys. Oh, oh, rough. These characters are insanely forgettable. Can you tell me any of their names besides Willow and Mad Mortigan? Go no. ahead. Mar- Mar- Morgana, maybe? I don't know. The kissing bandit who runs on baseball fields? Try again, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> who would have guessed Warwick Davis would be in better shape today than Val Kilmer is? Oh. Uh, 
<laughs> what a fair question. Well, because he was like an Adonis, right? And his, yeah. and his, uh, we we talked. I I mentioned this when we were, we did a Top Gun Maverick review, and I said, you know, these movie stars, it's, it's someone like Val Kilmer, he's like the epitome of a human being when you see him, and and it's you know, death and age and sickness comes for all of us. Um, but yeah, terrible. It also doesn't help. He does not believe in modern medicine. I believe he's a Christian Science Monitor. One of those. I'm butchering what that title is, but does not believe in modern medicine. I think that's, that's a newspaper. The Christian Scientist. You're absolutely right. The Christian. <laughs> What is that? I'm gonna someone Google me right or, or Google, Google me close to being right, but he's he's one of those. He doesn't believe in modern medicine, which is uh, unfortunate. Who? Okay, 45 minutes in, and this is dragging. There is less walking in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. You talking about uh, this show or the? <laughs> <laughs> this whole franchise. Well, you see, everyone's in on the fun tonight. Yeah. <laughs> The chatty mouse was beyond terrible, and the special effects have been terrible. Surprise, Lucas signed off on this. Yuck. Oh, wait. Ka-ching. He also signed off and made episode one, Phantom Menace. Ugh. Wasn't it nice that when when Willow finally revealed uh, or g- got the wand right, that we got this frail old woman? It's like, yeah. oh, fuck, what a disappointment. I know. I want her to be hot. I know. I was like, oh, no. She, yeah. <laughs> she looks like tell, she looks like by the voice. She looks like Kathleen Turner now. <laughs> oh my god! The two like I don't know. We're like Lilliputans, right? Yeah. That must have been the same template that Lucas cut Jar Jar Binks from. <laughs> same exact yeah. annoying characters. Ugh. Yep. The Hydra looks like something from the uh, Land of the Lost rejected character. <laughs> yeah. Land of the Lost. That's a good one. Yeah, the I mean, Godzilla movies. Like oh, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot this. The two, the little Putins, are weak C three PO and R two D two knockoff. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We need to that tell the true. story from their perspective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hiding under the when the very end with right at the castle, hiding under the tarps. I felt like a lot like Return of the Jedi, where the Ewoks pop out and start bashing up the uh, Adats and all the stormtroopers. Yeah. This is this is if Ewoks took off their costumes. The movie. <laughs> This is, <laughs> I mean, literally, he was an Ewok. He was an Ewok. <laughs> Kevin Costner's Robin Hood has less grown-worthy moments than this film has. By the way, I did you know that one of the the Hydra decides to be like the Thunder God from Big Trouble in Little China and blow himself up spontaneously combusting? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? I wish the rest of itself would blow itself up, but God damn it, another thirty minutes remain as I press display. I'm glad that same monster decided to impersonate the Rancor from Jedi by eating that one guy off the bridge. <laughs> right? Same oh. exact beats <laughs> note for goddamn note. Yes. The final battle was as anticlimactic as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I could care less about the ending, the journey, the story. I said before the characters are not uh are um or just completely unremarkable. You guys couldn't name me anyone else, so I'm proving my point. I can't fathom Willow engaging in any sort of hand-to-hand combat. You saw how <laughs> clunky he was during the fight choreography. If he would have used magic to take down his enemies, by all means, I'm with you 100%. I didn't care one bit about the villain or the good sorceress. There wasn't a moment where I nodded like, all right, respect. The, the villains scared nobody. It was just cookie cutter, vanilla wafer, blah. We've seen a million evil witch movies done better a million different times and a million unlikely hero stories also done better. 
And I want someone to explain the outcry that Disney Plus had to make a TV show 35 years after the fact. As I said, I'm 46. You can ask 100 people in my age range if they dug Willow. I would be shocked if 15 or more said yes. I would rather try and find a parking spot at a shopping mall during Christmas season than watch this again. <laughs> Two out of 10. I hated this film as a wow. kid. I hated this film as a kid. I hated this film now. I will say I'm not the biggest fantasy fan. I hate NeverEnding Story. I think that is a terrible film that people also love. But overall, I hated this film. I was the last half two thirds i was on my phone damn near the entire time just to not <laughs> yeah. capture it. val kilmer is the lone bright spot but again he's just a washed out version of a swashbuckler we've seen uh, a million times oh one more recreated scene i forgot to mention going down the snowy mountain i liked it better when they did it in, in indiana jones in the temple of doom yeah. much more fun much more fun it is just recycled scenes from all the other films and i have no respect for it no thank you two out of ten yeah, I'm not wait for this movie to end. Oh. Yeah, it's too long. Too oh, long. Boy. Yep. I don't mind long as long as the editing is there. And boy, kids, lack of story and lack of editing is blah. Critics, five star reviews. The creaky monster effects are delight, are they? And James <laughs> Horner's rousing score elevates the story to epic heights. Really? And I swear to God, by the way, I swear to God, there is a refrain in this movie. It's got to be ripped from something. I don't know if it's ripped from Indiana Jones or ripped yeah. from Star Wars. There's like a, a five or six note thing, and they play it a lot. I, I have to. I'm like, I I know this. Yeah. <laughs> You're ripping this from something, John Williams or, or someone else. They do that. I what in Stripes they use the 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 last music from Animal House where they're going through the where are they now? Same music in Stripes. Same ship. I would not be surprised. To ensuring that Willow delivers a stirring jolt of old school escapism. Not even out of detention. Pass. <laughs> if it evaporates from memory with the airness of a bubble bath, at least it leaves a friendly glow and a sense of the magical world lovingly evoked. Well, Calgon, take me away to a film, any film, that's better than this one. <laughs> Those of us who were children in the 80s will continue to consider it one of the most joyous and charming productions of our life, of our lives, pluralized people. Watch this episode and you'll change your mind. <laughs> a, uh, a charming, albeit greatly compromised attempt at doing a monumental epic in just two hours, the most handsome and technologically accomplished film of the 80s fantasy cycle. It did almost nothing Thank you. other than... Spend a lot of money on forwarding technology for other movies. Thank you, Willow, for that. Can you guys are fantasy fans? It sounds like what's the best fantasy film of the eighties? That is a tough one because I mean, we mentioned it, the, the the obvious choice. I mean, are we counting Star Wars fantasy? I mean, mm-hmm. sci-fi. Yes. I mean, it's hard. It's I, I'm not a. I, I, I will say I'm not a fantasy guy. I'm a sci-fi guy. Um, right, Dave is the Lord of the Rings guy. Um, well, so you have. Uh, Christ, what's uh, Christopher Lambert? Why am I Highlander? Playing? First Highlander. That was in the eighties, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, we Ronan. did it on this very podcast. Take a look and listen to that one. Not and, a fan. Uh, yeah. I mean, because I, no. I think Star. I would almost argue that Star Wars is is not science fiction. It's actually fantasy. Um, I'll so. argue Big Trouble in Little China fantasy and much, 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 much better. Yeah. yeah. Big Trouble I, Little China. I would take that. It's got, ma- it's got magic. It's got all that. There you go. Actually, Princess Bride. 
That's probably the best. Best fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. You, you, you're really. Oh, I. I assume that film. I. I in oh, fact, I did it last year. I gutted it as my as my as my gutting. Well, I, I was getting <laughs> glimpses. I was getting glimpses of it in this film, but this uh, Princess Bride is the superior superior film, and you were wrong for not enjoying no. it. But, you know. Well, you can listen to that episode and see, and just show you where I tell you all how and why you're wrong. Critics. One star. It's made. It's a repeated cliche that people love. They saw they were kids and they love. That's why people love that film so much. Critics one star reviews. <laughs> wow. Willow borrows shamelessly from sources varied as the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> totally random, right? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. chosen one, Messiah. You know, that Moses. A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wizard of Oz. What? Because of the little people. Yeah, even, well, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Many of, you know. Lollipop Guild, I guess. Yeah, and even Star Wars itself, plastering it together in a witless, muddled pastiche. I don't like that person, pastiche. No. Yeah. Like pastiche well, I mean the star the Star Wars stuff is understandable because it's from the same writer, but still, yeah, it's like be original even with your own writing. Yeah, I'm still. So Okay. I'm still stuck. I'm still stuck. I'm saying the word pastiche. Yeah. This person, no <laughs> one uses that in common vernacular. Stop it. Yeah, it's entirely pretentious. There isn't a single major character in the film who is engaging. Bingo. It takes forever for the story to get started. And once it does, it holds few surprises. Yeah. Well, yeah. Willow, yeah. Willow exchange Kill the baby, please. Someone. Yeah. They what if they killed the baby? I would love this movie. Uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks big uh technically falls under fantasy so that's a that's a good one so sorry, I'm look, I'm just looking up uh, well, wait, uh, well, hold on. uh um die hard sorry. fantasy Back to the future is a fantasy yeah. movie yeah there you go that, that, but is it sci-fi too though yeah, I know they I'd believe. say it's fantasy sci-fi we'll go with that. barbarian from that I would say uh, that is. I know the secret. Oh, yeah, Conan's fantasy. Conan is way. Yeah, Conan. Oh, great call. Did the original yeah. come out then? I, I want to say the 70s. Oh, 82. Okay, there yeah. you go. Crocodile Dundee, Crocodile Dundee 2, fantasy. That's 100% fantasy. <laughs> I love I love Crocodile R.I.P. Didn't he just die? I think he just died. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he died. I mean, I could be wrong. I didn't, I didn't see that. Paul Hogan, yeah. Willow nice. exchanges the high-tech gleam of the Star Wars universe for the low-tech look of a Tolkien-esque world, but otherwise it's as business as usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried to, to do the it's same thing and translate it, and it didn't work at all. George Lucas, you're a one hit wonder. Sorry, he also did Indiana Jones, guys. Let's give the devil his due. But that you, I give the credit there to Spielberg and uh Harrison Ford. So Lucas had a great idea and he gave it to Steven Spielberg. He had a great idea, mm -hmm. gave it to Irvin Kirshner for Empire. Empire. Yeah. Boom. Had a great idea, and he gave it to Spielberg, and then Spielberg, Spielberg makes Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So, whoops, there goes all that good karma. Uh, yeah, I know. No, James he didn't. No, Spielberg. No, the Lucas forced them to do the alien story, and everyone did it just to make Lucas happy. By the way, how how unexcited are you for part five? I can't see this in the theater. <laughs> I can't I'm, wait I'm for Phoebe Waller-Bridge to become the new Indiana Jones. I can't oh, wait for it. no. It's not going to happen. I'm excited for it. I think they learn from the mistakes i like james mangold he did logan i yeah. think i think i trust him so Good director. I, i'm sure i'll get let down but i i'm holding on hope
Great. Oh, An 81 man. year old man chasing artifacts around. That's still going to be viable. <laughs> Sounds like Keith Richards trying to chase some young poon around. Okay. <laughs> Amazon, yeah, who can't? Exactly what it's like. Amazon five star reviews. The storyline isn't unique. I've seen better sword fights in The Highlander, better special effects in Sci-Fi's Doctor Who. Then that's not five out of five. Sorry, go ahead. And better acting, better acting in Murder. She wrote, and and I'm pretty sure my music class could write a better score. But just like the Neverending Story, Lucas, Red Sonia, and the Goonies, it holds a special place in my heart. Signed, Angela Lansbury. Let it go, Angelo. Oh my God, Lucas! Go. Lucas is a is a fantasy film. Stop it! Or am I confusing Lucas. that with something else? Oh, so the, we, with, with that's with what's his face with um Corey Haim, where he gets beat up all the time, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm right. The genius that is Ron Howard, Opie. Who would have ever thought? That's on the that's on Ron's. I just Ron's like I just love Opie. I swear, there's like I again, <laughs> I, I feel like the way you guys do, but there's something, and I normally in that way, but. This one's just like, ah, it's a feel good. It's, I mean, certainly not when you really break down stuff. It's, you know, it's not, it's really not a good movie, but just to just let it go and entertain and you get your kids there. Yeah, they probably would love it. Kids, though. Not, not adult men talking no way. Next one. I forgot that Val Kilmer got so fat. He's only two years older than a very fit, as of 2021, Tom Cruise. That's so crazy. <laughs> Do you oh, see the commercial the other uh, yes, yesterday? Yes, I did. On the plane. Airplane. Jesus. Guys, oh, Tom, Tom Cruise just proves a couple of things that if you are a perfectionist that strives for the very best, and if you have all this success from making movies for billions of dollars, you too can have access to the finest HGH and blood <laughs> of runaway Mormons you can get your hands on. That's right. What, what do you think? Yeah, I like that. That was a good one. And what I cannot wait for Mission Impossible 7. See, that is uh, – forget Indy. In Mission 7, that I am there opening day as John Wick 4. Those are the, and, Sp- and, and Spider-Verse. My friend plays the villain opposite Tom Cruise, Isai Morales. He's amazing. You remember oh, yeah? Seven? From Bad Boys and, uh, and uh, La Bamba. I'm so, so glad I decided to shoehorn a did you know I know somebody. <laughs> I had to drop a name. Ninja. I had to I no, drop the names. <laughs> I met him. I met him playing tennis, and and now he was an amazing guy, an amazing actor. Bad boys, come on, Ron. This next this next review oh, has got your name written all over it. Well worth a watch if you haven't seen it in a long time or at all. And as a bonus, no woke stupidity. <laughs> so that des- that deserves five out of five. Mm-hmm. I know how to rate films. Did they watch the? series i'd love to, love to hear the follow-up the review on the series right yeah <laughs> dave you can just go through these amazon people and contact them yourself i don't have time for that shit. i'll be on that <laughs> next one this guy i love these people being the cheapo that i am and it's even though it's clearly stated zone two on the packaging i thought zone <laughs> two referred to a shipping but it is a country code i had to make several changes on my dvd player in order to get it to play but once those changes were made i'm sorry were made it played fine i know a lot of other people would give this a poor rating because of the zone 2 problem but they were really upfront about it and provided what they said they would just because i didn't look into it any further is no reason to give it a bad rating so buyer beware this is for zone 2 which is england etc it will not play on dvd players in the usa without making changes to your setup then it will only play five times <laughs> before it won't work any longer sounds like zone one is this guy's ride or die yeah uh, ben we forgot to mention the zone 2 issue in our critique 
<laughs> yeah, I know. How dare us? The white phone is for loading and unloading passengers only. No, I will not get an abortion, Mike. <laughs> Are we ever going to get another movie like that ever again? I, what airplane? Yeah, unfortunately not. Naked Would Gun. That. By the way, do you know they're re- trying to remake Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Stop uh, it. Just oh, stop on. it. I've got. I've written a movie that I want that takes right off of that. It's a horror movie, but I, I just I, I tried to channel those guys, the Zucker Brothers, and that. That's the best. Well, get it oh, going, oh, man. It was called I Killed Last Night about a serial killing comedian. You're and really working your fucking pitch on Okay, the, I'm in. On I'm Amazon. Bobby Mortal on Amazon. Pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> serial killer comedian? I'm down. Ron, they don't I don't know if they have financial backing, but I wish you the no, best yeah, of luck. No, yeah, I can't. <laughs> we can come on the we can come on the show and and rip it to shreds if you want. Yeah. You guys should do Bobby Mortal and rip it up. That'd be great. No, thank you. Amazon one-star reviews. My, this did not age well. I liked it when it first came out as there were little fantasy tales and movies. This was a beggar's version of The Hobbit with no coins in the beggar's cup. However, I must say between now and then, we've had such great fantasy films to grade this on. I watched it all the way through, although I did contemplate making my one-story house into three, so when I leaped from the top, I could do more damage. If you watch this in the olden days, let it remain there when the light bulb was created with far, far better memory. I mean, the first part's right. The light, the whole light bulb thing, I don't get. <laughs> yeah. Still working on their routines. <laughs> yeah, working on jokes and reviews. I really don't approve of the treatment of the small people in this video. Being a human, oh, we got our, we ourselves with a virtue singer, fellas. Get the net, get the net. Yeah. <laughs> Being a human, the insensitive comments that Val Kilmer makes toward Willow, the gnome child, are very racist. Please tell me where. And obviously outdated to fit a more white male controlled area er, era. Please stick to quality new age movies for the kids. You won't regret it one bit. I don't. I've got no words. <laughs> yeah. I do. They are just all wrong for this person. And all of these were made in the last couple of years, it seems like. Like, it's funny, you know, a movie like this would be celebrated, be, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, like we got the question in the very beginning about it is way ahead of its time in terms of that. Um, you know, it it didn't come across great on screen, but for the the cast, I mean, but there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing offensive you can take out of this other than no. saying they're bad actors. Christ. These are people who go to movies with checklists. <laughs> and I have no respect for them. Next one. It's an old classic. No, oh, yeah, that's a one under star. under an Amazon one star review. That's what cracked me. Maybe up. it was a zone two problem. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback, Dave. Pointless, boring, drags along in a nutshell is interminable. I watched about 45 minutes and I can't take any more. No plot. Uh, sign viewer of the blockbuster mentality podcast. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> Last one looked like it was filmed with a potato. Signed Martin Score Celery. (laughs) This is cinema because of vegetables. Zing. I Ron (laughs) Barba. Let me wake you up from your slumber. Did the blockbuster mentality guys gut the sacred cow? Oh, they were fantastic. I I don't know what these guys did, but yeah, now you guys are you guys know your stuff very up and down. Real, I mean, you hit it, 
hit it beautifully. And Kevin, this is the second time I've been on your show, and the other other guests you had was fantastic as well. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they re- you guys know your stuff, and and I I agree with pretty much everything you've said. It's just I think that you know, as you know, when you watch movies, people are such and are any art. People have such different opinions that there's a huge this market for these this show. I would say 100. When you when you updated the the, the gross, there was 180 million. Like I could totally see this as being like a really great movie for a lot of people, but not for critics. You know, it's not for critics. Critics are going to destroy it for all the reasons these guys said, and they were right on with it. I'm curious well, how much because we're all too young, I think, for the marketing, except for maybe Ron. Sorry, I love you. Uh, but how much of it was? From George Lucas, you know, leaning into that. Yeah, like how hard did they press? This is from George Lucas. This yeah, is from, from yeah. the mind of George Lucas. Yeah, it's right. sort of like Gremlin. the man who brought you Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking because I just rewatched Gremlins just a couple of days ago for some god awful reason, but it's like from Steven Spielberg. And Gremlins is actually a pretty good movie. Disagree. Until you get to the point where the Gremlins, where one is wearing lipstick and has uh, pearl earrings, and then we're we're just off the rails. I we did on the podcast, uh, I guess Halloween time. Man, that is just. I'll give you one because it just. How does a gremlin know how to fire a gun, load a syringe, <laughs> operate a chainsaw without? And they're not terminators. They're not self-aware. They're not self-learning. So explain yeah. all this to me. I hate. And then also, they're drinking beer at the bar, but they don't multiply. Of course not. Yeah, I, well, I hate. I there is so much wrong with. I just annoying me. And then the Phoebe, he, the Phoebe Kate soliloquy about her dad falling down, breaking her neck. Oh, okay, that's a real uh, hard thanks. right. <laughs> Phoebe Gates, the greatest. Yeah, first sure forty-five was. minutes are quite good, and then the movie just dies. Yeah, why would you have a gremlin in the middle of a shop if you're not going to sell it, guys? Yeah, right. Great. We got All right. It. We got, and I agree, you guys. I and, I and this is why this is, I think, the third time back here. I love watching you guys come on and systematically d- just completely dissect the film. You guys are tacticians when you do it, and I love it. And you're entertaining <laughs> as all hell. This is always a blast. So I make sure I get you guys on at least once a year. We have fun, and uh, I'm glad you guys decided to come back and do it again. So we got to have you on our show again. I was just gonna say, I think I'm due for a repeat visit. Let's uh, let's <laughs> like, set it up. Let's listen. Get, let's. No, uh, yeah, no, seriously, yeah, I would need to have you on, and yeah, we appreciate you uh, asking for us to come back on. It's always an, a good feeling, and we we enjoy doing it. It's oddly, you know, we like celebrating movies, but at the same time, it's oddly fun to also tear one apart too so (laughs) i just i just wish that you guys would pick a film that i love and then we could really go to loggerheads here i know it seems like we've always agreed on everything we've chosen well we gotta get the yeah israel love ghostbusters which was hilarious watching guys attack his 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 his, you know a pearl i'll tell you that it's just you know the queen's crown that was great watching him watch him just sit there and scrunch up in anger uh, surgically dismantling, uh, right. and of course, Dan Aykroyd, the worst ever. <laughs> except, for places, except for trading places, yes, yeah. but everything else, one hundred percent. Oh, da- great outdoors! How dare you just disparage that <laughs> classic? <laughs> ben Secord, Dave from Blockbuster Mentality. I said it before, and I'll say it again. You guys with the tits, I love having you on. Ron Barber, my near and dear friend, you're awesome as well. Check out Bobby Mortal as well, and uh, you of course, gutting the sacred cat. We thank. You for every week for coming on thanks for those five star rating two and three sentence reviews and thank you more importantly for hanging out with us an hour or so every week we thoroughly enjoy that you take the time out of your day to do so and tell a friend thanks again everybody take care
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 